There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Eight times done we're having a night Hi guys, okay so we're here with my Dear, dear friend, Rebecca Searle. Hi, guys. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. So fucking happy. Oops, I'm already cursing. Um, <laughs> Rebecca and I have known each other since we were 11? Yeah, 10? long time. We don't need to say how many years that's been, but it's been a lot of years. A lot yeah. of years. Yeah. We used to go to camp together in Hawaii, where Rebecca is from mm-hmm. and where my mom is from, um, <laughs> to like a really weirdly Christian camp. Was it a Christian camp? Oh, you don't remember? Oh, yeah, it was fully Christian. You know I blacked out, like, most of my adolescence. I don't remember that it was Christian. I also loved that camp, and Rebecca hated Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Would, like, call my parents crying in the office. So we would be like, get your shit together, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. So we've known each other forever, but then we kind of reunited when we were both living in New York. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, I mean, her career is flourishing in a way that, continually blows my mind and she's a best-selling author and so wonderful and now is also in tv and film and all of the things that everybody wants to be yeah. in <laughs> so i just feel like i've had a what a front row seat to the ascendancy of your career oh my god <laughs> i love you thank you for that but the check is in the mail yeah. thank you so yeah exactly <laughs> um but today we want to talk obviously about dinner parties hosting mm-hmm. eating cooking Dating. Mm. So, Rebecca's last book is called The Dinner List. I mean, can we talk about that? How great that is? That, I mean, what a great marriage this is of the podcast and the book right now. Just Yeah. So, it's called The Dinner List. Oh, wait. Hold on. I did. I was looking at this quote by Stephanie Dandler, who I guess was just like a blurb. Um, Imagine that you could gather the people you've loved, dead or alive, at one table for one night with a chance to heal yourself once and for all. And I feel like that's a that was a very nice quote. Giving yeah, it away, I feel like that's kind of what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dinner list, yeah, it's about a woman, Sabrina, who shows up to her thirtieth birthday dinner, and it's that dinner. If you could have dinner with any five people, living or dead, who would oh, they yes. be? So Audrey Hepburn is at the table. Her father, who passed away when she was very young, her best friend, who she has a complicated, evolving, newly thirty relationship with. Uh, her old college professor and her ex-boyfriend who she had this like decade long relationship with. So the chapters go back and forth between like times of this unfolding dinner and her love story with this man. Yeah. What made you want to set it at a dinner party? I think that the dinner table is kind of like the great equalizer. Mm. Like, first of all, it's, it's, it's a conversation facilitator. It's a great excuse for people to be in the same space for a prolonged period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think there's also like just something really intimate about sharing a meal together and, you know, having wine together and getting tipsy together and then getting sober again together. And just sort of like all of the vicissitudes of like a real true uh, evening that way. And so I, I, it just like, it never occurred to me for it to be, Anywhere else. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there's also something, as you were saying, that it makes me think also, it's not that you're locked into this. It's not that you're in a prison of a dinner party, but like you're in a room and you're with these people. And unless you want to be really rude and leave, like you're there. Yeah, you're there. You know, and so you're kind of in a way, 
a dinner party, you're kind of being like, okay, I'm committed to having the best time that I can getting to know something about these other people, you know, opening myself up in some way. Yeah. It's really rare. And I think there's a line early on in the book where Sabrina, the, the narrator says, I always, I knew that this was my dream dinner party. Like all these people were on my list, but I never thought about how they would get along together. And you see them kind of like struggle, like Audrey and the professor, like she feels kind of out of place there. What's she doing here? She doesn't know any of these people and he tries to make her comfortable. And there's, there's um, kind of a strained dynamic between like her ex and her father. So it's, it's an interesting thing. Like, I think you're right. Like you're kind of like, okay, like buckle up. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be here for a while. And, um, and I guess I got to like figure out how to talk to the guy to my right. Right. Yeah. Well, and for her, it's also like unintentionally therapy. Yes. Right. Which I'm sure when, when any of us think of like the five people that you'd love to have, right. It's like, sure. I would love to meet any of my dead grandparents who I've never yeah. met. But like maybe I want to meet them one-on-one, not like when yes. I'm also meeting Einstein. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, so before the book came out, we did dinner parties across the country with booksellers of independent booksellers. And it was the coolest, best experience. And we asked at the dinner party, like, that's what we, that's what was sort of our, it's a good icebreaker, guys, if you need one at a dinner yeah. party. But like, who are, who, who's on your list? And the conversation like very quickly moved from like ex-presidents and big celebrities to the intimacy of like, I would want my mom to be there because she never gets to meet my daughter. Or like, I would want, you know, it just, it became this like very, very intimate thing. And I had the idea like six years ago and I wrote the first hundred pages like really quickly. And then my TV show got picked up and I was in LA for three and a half years. And over the time that I was gone and away from the book, my grandmother passed away who I was super close with. And so it became like, it went from being sort of this like fun, zany idea to being something that was like really rooted in, like a deep personal emotion. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's like really moving and sweet to hear people share their lists and, and they're all like very personal. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Guys, let's talk about dating because I think this is a very good group to talk about. We have nothing to say on that topic. Of Deal breakers and great dates and bad dates and all that shit. Okay. What makes a good date? What makes a good first date? Can you have a good, can you have a first date that is good even if the chemistry is not good? Where like the place, I mean, I'm actually just wondering, like, could, can food or drink or atmosphere ever replace the lack of chemistry between two people? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> There's no way, right? I mean, you might, it might be worth remembering in your, brain as opposed to if you were in a uh, a bad restaurant with a bad date because then you'd be like oh that date sucked but I did love that uni pasta right right like so oh no to self nice little bit, yeah. right. but let not. me come back here with somebody that I actually <laughs> like yeah, just noted and stored away but I think it's got to be about the other person just the same way the dinner party is about mm-hmm. and the dinner list is about the people around you more so than the food or the place but it can definitely enhance if if there's a spark of something um, but maybe you're kind of a shy person. I think good service and good food might open that up. I was going to say sometimes like I went through a period of, of, of life where I was sort of like, um, I don't know, like adventure dating a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there is something interesting about going out with somebody and just learning about whatever weird thing they have. Like it's almost and I don't know if that's because I'm a writer. Like I find that kind of yeah. fascinating sometimes. Like there is something interesting about somebody who has like an entirely different perspective or who really in depth knows about a thing that you know nothing about. Yeah, for sure. That that like I think by the way, it doesn't make me want to see that person again. Right. Um but 
I think that there's something worthwhile in that because, you know, we, yes, like we meet new friends or whatever, but for the most part, we're sort of like moving through life in similar spaces. And so I, that is the one area I feel like of dating where it can kind of like get you out of your particular mindset. Right. Yeah. Like I, this is why I've never thought that, I don't know, I have definitely a lot of friends who have complained about online dating and they're like, I just think it's the worst ever. Like, I don't want to go on a first date, whereas I actually love a first date. I think it's so fun to sit down with a stranger and be like, yeah, how do you view your life? Like, how do you move through life? I think that's so fascinating. And of course, if the person, you know, if 45 minutes into your conversation person hasn't asked you a single thing about yourself you're like okay this is veering on bad date territory but it's still fascinating it's interesting right? people are interesting yeah exactly just sort of inherently people are interesting in small doses yeah. like i think you have a few of those in a row and it gets to be disheartening but it's true um, that's true and yeah. it also depends on what you're looking for right totally. it's like if you're going out and saying i really just want to be consistently dating a person and then you're going on a slew of these dates where you're like, sure, it was interesting to hear his perspective, but like, I don't want to see him again than that. Then that's, right. yeah. Understandably exactly. disheartening. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> Not that we've ever experienced No, that. we're no, like making no. so many eyes at each other right now. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But, but to, the, to the previous point about like, you know, if the atmosphere is great, but the date is bad, can it still be a good date? I was once dating a guy and we were in Mexico and, like, listen, the actual conversation between us couldn't tell you what it was about. I think by that point I was already fully checked out of the relationship, yeah. dating ship, whatever we want to call it. But where we were was <laughs> so sexy, so great, so amazing yeah. that I was like, this is one yeah. of the top nights of my life. Like, right. the company, I could have been there by myself and I still, well. Or with anybody. Right, right. right. You know, it's like, because the waiter was was, like, crazy and hysterical and, like. The food was amazing, and yeah. you could just feel in the air that there was kinetic energy between me and this place, yeah. even if there wasn't yeah. between right. me and this guy. But I need chemistry <laughs> somewhere. Right, chemistry somewhere. But I think Sparks in those situations, up. like, you don't need a lot from that person, right? That's they're, like, true. basically just, like, they're, like, a fixture. Right. They're, like, a statue in the... Just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Um, but I also think... There's something to be said for the power of, like, commiseration. So if something's going so badly and the food is so bad. Right. Yes. And and then you and the other person, if they're willing or comfortable, can be like, this this sucks. Yes. Totally. To connect in that way is fun, too. What's that quote, like, nothing bonds to people like a common enemy? Is that what it is? Like, yes, I agree. Like, if you're in a weird situation or something that's unfolding really poorly, that can—it can be kind of fun to— acknowledge that together and narrate that together yeah yeah i think it can be a very bonding experience yeah okay any particularly memorable dates good and or bad Mm. so i once um went out with this guy who i was set up with and um he i had just broken up with my boyfriend and i was devastatedly like like basically just like was sobbing in between like Uh subways i could not get my act together Mm -hmm. and um we go out and like i'm on this date and it's sort of like occurring to me that i'm on this date and it's like not with him and it's like so upsetting and so devastating to me and so i tell him apropos of nothing that my roommate at the time had like 
just gotten a cat and I needed to go home and take care of the cat. There was no cat. <laughs> there was no nothing. Like literally like, like I went why? to the bathroom I came back and I was like I don't know how I came up with this lie. Years later this 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 man that I went out with who who's lovely um, it was also a writer and is in publishing and years later oh, no. at like a party somebody told me that story about him. Like I think he's like now married or whatever but somebody told me that story about him like this terrible date he'd been on and I was like <gasps> oh that was me. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I felt sort of, it felt a little bit like I feel like that's a New York rite of passage like being told a bad date story and then being like that was that, that was, was mine right, hearing about something you did oh yeah. my god because he like, was obviously like there was no cat it was so weird yeah and then I just bolted <laughs> also so obvious you just come back from the other room and like, like oh, there's um, a cat I, I gotta go I mean, take care of this cat no Sorry, offense bye. to cat people I don't I mean like oh they're my not god. My, it was so bizarre that anyway so I don't know that's amazing but I guess it's like can you ever be honest in that way, right? Like, is yes. it ever acceptable to come back and be like, listen, I'm actually just not in a place to be on this date? Like, yeah. is that appreciated or not appreciated? I don't know. I, I think sometimes it is. I mean, I have, I've been in the, I've been both on it. Like, I've been in, in, in subsequent experiences, I have been honest about that. And I've also had people be honest about that with me. And I think that, I think that it can be, um, I think it can be nice. Like, I think moments of honesty are moments of connection. Yeah. I was going to say, it'd be, it's a great scene, like, in a rom-com. I feel like there's always that, yes. like, the one date that's not working out, and the girl's like, look, I'm just, I'm not really in a place to do this right now. And it's actually leads to a moment of great connection. Yeah. It might be later, but it's like, maybe it's raining outside. It's that scene. Well, I also feel like revealing about the person. They're, like, being vulnerable for the first time. Well, I also feel like it's telling how the other person responds, right? Because if they respond by being like, whoa, you're a fucking bitch, then you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Sit down yeah. and eat wow, yeah. chicken know. legs. Right. right. <laughs> Sit down and eat what I want to do. And I think, like, I mean, caveat that cat story, like, I was very young. I was probably 23. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, yeah. Um, but I think also, like, as we get older, it's completely unreasonable to think that we all don't have, like, emotional landmines. We all don't come to relationships with a lot of, history and that there aren't like you know things that are going to like come up in our hearts and minds whatever and so I think that that's just like becomes a part of relationships as you get older yeah it's very true let me ask this unless we want to talk about blind dates for a bit no 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 go ahead just on the topic of dinner parties have you guys ever been on or witnessed like a successful setup happen in the midst of a party I don't know if I have but I've definitely like you know, like, tried to make that happen for I've people. I've been successfully set up at weddings, for sure. But yeah. is that different? Because it's a party. My friend Jason's birthday. I was sitting next to his friend. I don't know what any of these people's names are, but I was sitting next to his friend, and I could tell that the friend was feeling the girl who was sitting like on the other side because mm-hmm. they kept sort of like leaning across the table and like um and like sort of talking to each other or whatever and. But then, like, food came, and she was, like, starting to get immersed with this other person or whatever. And I tapped her, and I was like, you should, like, take my seat, like, before we get further in. I was like, move over <gasps> here. They ended up getting married. And the angel, oh, look at you. I felt very proud of that. Yeah. I mean, Jason and then also, like, our friends, like, Lila and Emily, both took credit because they brought the people. But I was like, I was the one who moved my no, chair, no. and who knows what would have happened. Like, I'm officiating. And then the they wedding. talked for three hours. We were at, it was a very long dinner party. We were, like, we, I think that was, like, during drinks, and we had dinner, and then we had drinks after. It was, like, one of those, like, epic nights so you know they kind of cemented the deal yeah well I feel like weddings are also a very good place to set people up because it can be not that obvious and you know that the night is going to end in 
dancing and drunkenness. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, I set you guys up, quote unquote, by putting you guys next to each other at dinner, but I could just as easily have put you next to anyone. So like, it's not necessarily that obvious, but I'm hoping that you'll hit it off. Also, what you were saying about sort of being locked in to a dinner, like a dinner party is different. You're seated there, like with a wedding, you're maybe sitting down for 45 minutes in total. Like you're getting up, you're dancing, people are doing toast. So like you're not, you don't feel like you're marooned with the person either. Right. Yeah. It's what very is true. that about dating? I mean, just but, an I, island. but I think I, I like feeling marooned sometimes. Really? Like, I think it can be really, I think once you get past the kind of, Okay, let's both acknowledge that, like, dating is a weird construct. So, like, let's just get past that and then just be two people who are talking. Yeah. I mean, like, certainly if you have that kinetic thing, it's the best. Like, what's better? You know who, like, you inadvertently set me up with as a friend? Josh Friedland. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. (laughs) Um, And, like, then he and I would just, like, go out and you know yeah drink wine and stuff yeah. i feel like i've said i mean you're also very good at that i feel like i've set a lot of friend like friends up in meaningful ways yes that i is, love connecting yes. people yes. like that so yeah. great um and i think a dinner party is a really great way to do that to yes. have people like a particular group but then include a few other people that then can like sort of expand your circle and like my yeah. favorite thing in the universe is when like my friends from other areas become friends with each other yeah it's greatest. so nice yes. yeah yeah well, it also validates your taste in people. Yes, completely. <laughs> but completely. then when one of those friends starts complaining about the other one, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very a true. tricky. Guess what, Sophie? What? We have a website. Oh, I'm so excited about it. If you go on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. And we're going to be in your mailbox, what do you say? Bi-weekly? Once a month? Does bi-weekly mean once every other week no or one, two times a week? No one knows. No one knows. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the universe. Bi-weekly that and black baby. holes. <laughs> so go to havinganightpodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and of course, listen and subscribe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, is there anything on a date where if you liked the person, let's say like you're on a good date, what's a total deal breaker? Is there a deal breaker? Are there many deal breakers? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, this is, I'm going to sound so old-fashioned by saying this. Say it. But I feel like if somebody doesn't pick up the check on a first date, like I'm out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You would be That's always out. been I would be out. Like that's always been true for me. And okay, you're there, you have great chemistry, you're laughing, you're talking, blah, blah, blah. And the check comes, he doesn't make a move to take it. Right. What do you do? You just sit there. Um I think <laughs> no, I think I mean, depends how long it's been. Like I think at that point I offer. Like I'd like right. should we split it? Whatever. Yeah, should we right. split it? Whatever. But I think that there's something I mean, here first of all, first dates are not and everyone's, you know, at a different economic level or whatever. For the most part, first dates are like to one glass of wine. So it's like, it's True. an, it's sort of like an easy level and it's like an easy give to be able to whatever. And I think there's just a certain amount of, 
there's a certain amount of like respect I feel that goes into that. Well, it also I think implies like, listen, I'm taking you out. Yes. Like I asked you out. Yes. I'm taking you out. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like I am happy to pay for your drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I think of course it is different. Right. If it's like, oh, well, for some, if for some reason the first date was at like a some really fancy restaurant, but then it's like, then don't pick that place. For yeah. First then, date. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. There for me that that sort of is. Um, the straightest white woman in the world this comment, but yes. <laughs> no, but I also think that a lot of people feel that way and that's totally okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, 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 maybe I sound really old fashioned too, but like, I think it's very romantic if somebody picks up the check, right? Yes. It's like, that's just nice. It's nice. It doesn't yeah. mean that I'll never pick up the check. No. Obviously. It's and just I think like, once you, once you get in a flow with somebody like, you know, ebbs and flows of that are important yeah. and sort of, you know, part of the like overall joie of the relationship. But mm-hmm. there is something about, there is something about that on a first date that like, I just, yeah, I, I don't, I would not be down for a second. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I feel like deal breaker for me, if the guy doesn't eat everything, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if your appetite is not, if your appetite for life and for food and drink is not outsized, yeah. I can't. I yeah. don't think I could yeah. be a picky eater. I've never. Or a non-adventurous eater. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. Actually, like, all the guys that I've dated have been very into food. Well, it's funny. My ex-boyfriend who I dated for, uh, you know, for 10 years, when we first started dating, he didn't like fish he like never ate fish and he was quite picky and by the time we you know had been dating yeah. for so long he was like one of the most adventurous eaters that i knew yeah but i think i had to like you know right. slowly file away yes. from it but it's That's also i mean work. we were also you like, were young though we were adolescent yeah, you guys were young right. and so i think part you of it was young, you actually, time to teach someone yeah, exactly <laughs> no one has time for that in our 30s no but i think like you know at the time it was also just the realization of like oh dude food is actually like, really great right you know? well, <laughs> guys are men are so late to that we've, we've discussed this before <laughs> oh i have one wait I, that's interesting say men are men are late to the like yeah, meaning late to everything or to, f- well, to food? Yeah, I think interesting. I think mostly everything, but really food. And it's like they really like to announce the food thing. Yeah, like other oh. things, it's like oh, yes. it's embarrassing to be late to. But with food, guys are like, whoa! Have you have you guys ever have cam- camembert? Or like <laughs> fuck so, you know, that guy. <laughs> or like it's guac guy. So you guys like I make really good guacamole. You know, like, I you a five year old can make. Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> but wait, I have one. Okay, I would never ever date someone who. Uh, drink Soylent. It's the same thing. Oh. Like someone, someone who puts, who doesn't enjoy food. Oh yeah, someone yes. for whom food is fuel. fuel. Yeah. No way. What's Soylent? Oh my Soylent? god. Is it like a protein shake? It's no, a meal it's like replacement. A, it's a oh, meal that's replacement, awful. But it's like for techie. It's like for Silicon Valley that's people. That's so depressing. So they can stay at work, stay at their desk. Oh, I don't yeah. have that's to leave to eat. Currently, yeah. it's in a drink form. They're making it into a bar form. Watch in a year, it's going to be in pill form where it's like there's, it's don't worry, nothing really has to enter your mouth or your system. Like it's just, you take one small sip that's of water so and it's sad. all your what's nutrients. What's the point of being, what's the point? Yeah, really? exactly. What's the point of being alive? Really? And I I don't doubt that there are a million other points of being alive for those people. I just cannot viscerally access that. But it's like, is there if if the point of taking the pill is so that you can stay chained to your desk? Then like, what you know what I mean? Like, what's the breadth of experience that they're having? But I think that people, I think it's the same people who really love the idea of productivity. Like it's the same yes. people who wear those toe shoes. Oh, I just well, feel like okay, people, guys, the well, shoes that separate guys, the big toe yeah. from the like it's like a weird for running. Can we talk about like. 
Oh, I don't blessed. know. Did we talk about like fashion deal breakers? Like, oh, if a guy shows up wearing a pair of toe shoes to your yeah. First date. No, that's bad. Right, there's someone who like wants to go camping and like only eat Cliff bars for a week. Do you know? I'm like, right. if I'm going camping. I am bringing like wait. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about yeah carrying my two burner stove? On yeah, back? right. But this is an interesting question because it's like, how important do we think compatibility is in like in dating in like. Like liking the same things, having right. the same point of reference, like important or like not so important. You can be mirrors and counters to each other. God, it's such a I mean, it's such a vast question, right? Because I think that I think that as long as there is an overlap yes. in the Venn diagram, yes. it's you're good to go. Right. Like <laughs> as long as that overlap is, is culinary. Exactly. As long right. as cul- no, but I mean, <laughs> let's say that you guys both, you know, your interests in terms of your you know, like your job and your passion, et cetera, diverge, but you guys both are super passionate about canoeing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, right? but like, a real thing. Does that work? I don't know. I, I don't or know. Or is it just like your humor and like your, your humor has right. to overlap or. Yes. Yeah. I kind I sort of feel like you have to have like the same kind of mood, like mood's the wrong word. Like the same sort of like mentality a little bit about how you approach life and right. then you can approach different things. It's like, it's, how do you tackle an obstacle or, like, a pro- Yeah, it's, like, what Yeah. Similar priorities, I guess, but in, like, big ways. Not, yeah. like, not like I yes. love canoeing and you like hiking, but it's, like, okay, like, the outdoors. Or, like, we like we have, like, not the same, but, like, similar ideas about... I guess it's, like, kind of a lifestyle question at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit of a lifestyle question. Well, it's also a question of what actually makes you happy. Yes. And, like, do similar things, whether it's that the experiences are the same or actually just that, like... We both like the ways in which we find joy are similarly derived. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I mean, that's a very circuitous way yes, of saying something. I think but, that's right. You know. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, an attraction also to people who are curious about yes. other things. And how much are you curious and how much are you willing to learn and give? But then what are the things that you will, th- that are your deal breaker? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I want to learn. I'll go canoeing with you and maybe I'll eat a cliff bar for lunch. But like. Right. Also, if you have Soylent for dinner, it's over. <laughs> it's yeah. over. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll be over I'm here so with my bummed. soul, you know, tin of mac right. and cheese. What would you do if you just met someone and they were just the best? Well, that's what I was just going to do is like, if you're laughing, though, the whole time that you're canoeing and I eating know. that cliff bar, like, maybe it's worth it. Yeah. I, I feel like I we're on your couch and like you're giving me relationship advice. This is what you always say. I'm like, no, 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 but this is the way of the world. And you're like, but maybe it's not. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Great dates that you've been on. Mm. Like ones that you feel historically like have, you know, hold a place. Well, I went on this great date um, a long time ago with a friend. We were driving uh, to Chicago and we stopped in Cleveland and we were both big food people, um, and we he's a writer, both artists, and we wanted to go to this really fancy kind of restaurant in Cleveland that had been written up, and we were very excited to get a reservation there, and it was kind of cutting our trip in half, and it was a great place to spend the night. Um, and so we go, and we actually got in early, and the weather was nice. It was in the late summer, and we're like, find some other pub restaurant a couple blocks away or maybe even just right next door. I can't remember. And we were hungry. So we were like, let's just get some snacks and get some cocktails. And we're like, wow, this food is actually quite good. I remember there was like something like a, it was like a foie gras broth with like little 
like gnocchi in it, but Ooh. it sounds really heavy. It wasn't, and it was a really super casual restaurant. And yeah. like every, all the snacks were like under ten dollars. You were like, "What is this place?" So then we leave to go to this restaurant. We were both kind of sad, but we didn't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. So we go to this restaurant, and it's like, you know, it's almost like someone put blinders in your uh, on your face. <laughs> no, not bl- mm-hmm. like headlights. Headlights. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You're blind. You're blinded. You, I was blinded right, okay. by this this different atmosphere because I think you know I m- maybe was a little drunk and it everything was so refined and austere and white and Mm-mm-mm. and we went and sat down and then they handed us um, the me- wine menus were uh, iPads. Oh God! And no. we both just looked at each other, <laughs> stood right back up, <laughs> yeah. left, and went back to the other restaurant oh, and like I love closed that. it down. Amazing. And so I think for me, it's always like about spontane- spontaneity. Spontaneity. Yes. Like yeah. following the night and not dictating Totally. The night. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend, I, so I was I, like, I had just, no, I was in between. I met him at this party and I was in, it was in LA and I was in LA and I was only there for like two weeks. We were like about to, I think, start like prep on the pilot of Famous in Love, my mm-hmm. show. And I was going back to New York to like, sort of get my life in order a little bit. And then I was going to be out there for like five months or something like that. And um, it was, it was our first date. We like had met at this party and I was leaving the next day, like the day after to go back to New York. And I didn't have time to get a meal. It was my dad's birthday. So he was like, just meet me down at, um, at like the water, like on the beach in Santa Monica and we'll take a walk. Mm -hmm. And so we took a walk on the ocean and I was really like, I remember feeling so I didn't, at the time, like, I did not want to spend that much time in L.A. I love New York. Like, I'm a New Yorker. Um, like, I've been here for 12 years. Like, it's my home. And I was looking down the stretch of time of, like, being away for six months. And it was really stressing me out. And I was scared. And we, like, took this, like, super—we were on the beach for probably, like, three and a half hours. Mm. And I just remember kind of, like, falling in love with Los Angeles there, mm, yeah. too. Like, the sunset. It was, like, this perfect, beautiful summer afternoon. Um, yeah. It was a real—it was just, like, a really, really lovely day. Yeah. I mean, I think atmosphere Mm -hmm. is such, uh, because it's funny, it's like sometimes it is all about the food. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's all about the food. And I mean, uh, I I, uh, I had a date where I couldn't tell you what we talked about, but the octopus blew (laughs) my mind. I was in Portugal. It was very wonderful. Yeah. Um, But uh, so often, right, it is the atmosphere and, like, the way that it makes yeah. you remember a certain place. And, like, because yes. I can't tell you most of the meals that I've eaten, but I can definitely tell you, like, yeah, you know, you imagine the way that the light yes. looked. Right. It's just, yeah. like, a moment of kind of pure happiness in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yes. thing, like, possibility feels very oh, infinite. Yes. You know? and so it's, true. You're almost, like, nostalgic <laughs> for it while it's happening. Yes. It's that it feeling. Like yes. Nostalgia. It's exactly yeah. that feeling. Oh like, you're God. like, I know that I'm going to, and obviously I do. Like, I'm sitting here four years later telling you the story. Like, you know that you're going to look back on that and kind of treasure it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, the way that food and, and dating play off each other. I mean, it's. Has it always been that way? Hmm. Was it like back in medieval time? Right. When the world started in medieval time? <laughs> when the world started. <laughs> when Big Bang and then straight to medieval times. Right? Um, well, but things used to be set up, right? So it was like, I think that courtship used to look really different. I imagine that it used to look different. Men and women, you probably weren't really allowed to be with them alone. As mm, right. Like, weren't True. Allowed to be. Oh, my God. What is that? It was pil- It was Puritans. 
bed binding or you guys know what about this? this? No. Oh my god. Were you we bound were so to a weird. Bed? No, you were yeah, it was like for young people to or you know, before you were married, you would date someone but you would like bungling, I forget what it was, but you would like get wrapped up in two different sheets and like be in the same bed. <laughs> That, for what myself. purposes? Wait, no, because Puritans are crazy. That sounds bizarrely so fun to me. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you guys, what happened? But I don't. Well, like, but then what? So they were both. You're like wrapped up like in talk and kiss. Maybe? Ooh. So you're like. <laughs> so wait, you're basically like swaddled, so you yeah, can't like escape. So baby. is the idea mm-hmm. that like you can't have sex because you can't like d- d- unrobe yourself? So yes. it like prevents it from going further. I think I'm just imagining it am I, like am I creating tra- an insane laughing attack. Like, don't you yeah. think you would like just? I mean, definitely sounds. Up? I don't think it definitely sounds comedic if we're going for a tone. <laughs> yeah. But I think that I mean, I don't know. Like, not to get super biblical, but like Adam and Eve, like she took a bite of the apple. I feel like food has always been like yes. sensual and woven in, That's and true. you know, sort of like a part of that experience. Like, I think it it is very fundamental in the way that sexuality is yeah well it's true it really is exactly it's fundamental it's Mm -hmm. like things that you can't live without sex food water right right there's like wine depending on the case yeah Yeah. things that give you pleasure you know yes Yes. yeah it's very true it's like all of the things that require well it's it's activating all five of your senses right and also like truly releasing endorphins let's talk though what about um people who don't drink Oh, oh. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I dated someone, like, not insignificantly. You remember, like, two years ago, who was sober. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, you did. But you're also not a big drinker. Right. Um. No, but I will tell you. Like, okay. The first episode of just follow me. I'm. I'm going to bring this back. The first mm-hmm. episode of Comedian Cars Getting Coffee. Jerry Seinfeld interviews or or hangs with Larry David, mm-hmm. and Larry says that he gave up drinking coffee and he drinks tea now. And this really pissed off his wife, and he thinks it's one of the reasons they got divorced. And he says, <laughs> "Why? What's the difference? I have tea and you have coffee." And Jerry says, "Because it's the mood. It's like I have ice cream and you have salad." Right. And so I think that that's like that is how I feel about it it's like no i'm not a big drinker but like i like to have wine when i go out to dinner and yeah. it feels like we're not in the same space if other people aren't doing that well because you're literally not in the same headspace yes. like i hate to say it but it's true right right yeah okay deal breaker for you no i don't well i don't think i know it's so, like you feel bad I, saying that i don't course. know if, by the way i don't know if, i don't know i don't think it would be a deal breaker for me i just think that it's it's not insignificant yes, yes. right yes it's, it's definitely funny. something you would have to work yeah i would have to work yes at. But, like, we have a friend, this amazing woman, Whitney Brown, and she doesn't drink. And every single time I go out to dinner with her, it has never been a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, she she just makes it not apparent. Right. You know, and I think that there are some people who kind of give you a look and it becomes very, like, I abstain. No. Well, and I think that most people I know who don't drink, it's actually there's zero judgment at all if you do. Yes. I think it's definitely, like, a self-perceived judgment on my part of yes. being like you must be looking at me and thinking that I'm right. drinking so right. much but like but I think that there's a thing that Whitney for instance has such a joie de vivre yes. that that it's like oh right. it you feels like you're right here having yes. a glass of wine with me even if you're not you yeah. know as opposed to I think with certain other people it's like yeah they don't make a judgment about it but it doesn't feel like they're so seeping yes. up the enjoyment of right. yeah or like they can 
I often feel like I get a lot sillier if I'm really drunk. Like things I think are hilarious. Right. I might wake up the next morning and be like, oh, that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. So then you think, oh, if this person isn't drinking, they must really think I'm insane. <laughs> yes. But sometimes it's someone like Whitney and I have another friend who's engaged to a guy who doesn't drink. And I think he, you know, had had problems with whatever before, as so many non-drinkers have. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's something in their personality that's already kind of larger. Like, they're functioning on a bigger yes. like all yeah I agree with that level, you yes. know what I mean so and like they don't need lo- drinking yes. to get there and that's why the drinking possibly was destructive I and mean, they're doing a lot project, of work to like but, stay in that space right. and yeah I, I agree and that has been my experience of, yeah. of like oh, many people who are sober are like really fascinating and like very interesting to be around because they're like they've done the work to sort of like understand who they are yeah yeah, yeah it's very true yeah I know it's like what a shitty thing to be like deal breaker, but right, like, no, you know. it's, right. <laughs> and I it's think not, you're right it that it's more me. just like having to wrap your head around it a yes. little bit. And so much of it is just the fear of yourself, right? Of yourself being mm-hmm. like, oh, this person is going to think that I'm X Y Z, that I'm not, that I'm not actually amusing when I think I'm amusing, like all that stuff, right? But, and it makes it like a thing. Whereas, like, I feel like if we go to dinner, we have a few glasses of wine. It's not you don't think about it. You're like, oh, of course. Yeah. This is the same thing with like that. The Venn diagram has to overlap in terms yes. of the mood, right? The mood. You love canoeing. I love hiking. But as long as the mood is the same, yes. That's what I'm saying. It's the mood, guys. Bafo. Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We sorted it. We solved we sorted it. it. Well, we guys, it. thank you so much. Just go forth and date. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, to see pictures of some of our favorite recipes, tablescapes, or debaucherous evenings, follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at having a night. I want to briefly talk about Hakurei turnips. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Bring out the big guns. First up. I was at this unbelievable yoga retreat this past weekend. It's called Yoga Vita Farms. My friend Davis Lindsay is doing all of the farming, running the food program, cooking. He is honestly completely blew my mind. And like, I always think it's weird when you say that you're proud of people who are your own age, but like, no, I don't think that. I was swelling with pride. It's at this beautiful estate. Anyway, we picked some Hakurei turnips and he just brought them out cut in half with like these different sauces that he had made. And it's so weird because I feel like when I think of a turnip, I think of something hard and dense and that needs to be cooked. And these are almost like a sweet radish. Yes. They're these beautiful little like small white orbs with green leaves that you can also eat. And they're, they're really sweet. They're Mm -hmm. so good. And this is really the season right now. It's like this for maybe another, I mean, Davis would know, what, three weeks or something. Um, You can just eat them raw. My dad likes to pickle them, and then you can shave them really mm. thin. Or, like, first you shave them, and then you pickle them. Add them to a sauce with, um, to a sauce. Add them to, like, a salad just with some chopped romaine, feta, and, like, a Greek salad dressing. So good. I just think they're a really good um, sort of off-the-beaten-path produce to sing praises to. Yeah, you know where I've seen them? Uh, at the Union Square Farmer's Market, I've, I don't know which farm it is, but they're always cooking stuff to oh. try. Do you know that one? Yes. They're, and they're always, like, stir-frying things. And so they Hold do on. those with, like, some sesame oil, and they're so good. And the, it's the texture. It's almost like a like jicama or, like, an Asian pear. And you know what I mean? It's, like, that kind of—it's it's less dense than you think it will be. Like, it, maybe it's filled with more water. 
than um, a yes. different type of turnip. It's like funny it's, because a guy who I was eating them with kept on being like, I feel like I'm being really hydrated from these turnips. <laughs> <laughs> so well, guys, go out and buy yourself buy a bunch turnips. of hot grade turnips. And also check out Yoga Vita Farms because I think it might actually be my new favorite place on earth. Bye. See you next week. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.